Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, on one of our prior, um, prior episodes, we were talking about handlers, and I didn't realize this, but there's, there's like a, a handler a community of like backstage. There is. And it's, yeah. it, there's like a point of pride when like your, your person wins anything or your person like, you know, it's, it's like a whole culture, which is kind of cool. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you really need to come out to Chicago because I don't, I, I think that the other ones are picking up, but it's something we really do try to push yeah. at Chicago just because um, so many of us who have handled have competed. Yeah. And so many of the people who are, are cosplayers know the stress of the handling because they've handled. And so this, this really cool back and forth where we try to support each other and cheer each other on and like the handlers supporting handlers yeah. and cheering on when their person wins. <laughs> so it's nice to see the other ones like pick up and go. So if you ever want to see it, you have to come to Chicago because that's... Yeah. I, I don't know if it started there, but I know we're really big into yeah. it there. Oh my God, that is just, that's just so awesome. I love that, I love that, oh my God. Um, well, maybe we should start this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're just gonna chat all day we'll about just anything chat. but um, the cricket. I might leave a little bit of that in, just like the end. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, welcome to Sheeprop Talk. Uh, this is a very special episode. I always say that, but this one in particular is because I get to talk to finally uh, Amber from Bodoni Cosplay, um, and she is a uh, master of the cricket. At least in my eyes, you are. And um, Amber is someone that I go to a lot for questions that I have about my cricket. So I'm really excited to have you here, um, so we can talk about the projects that you've done, uh, your favorite things, things you like, things you don't like. Um, your experiences and um, all of that. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and chatting with you. Yeah, again, so this is um, yeah. this is part two. Well, not really part two. This is take two, try number two. Uh, we tried this last week and my internet was not having it. So um, yeah, we got about what, like 10 minutes into our chat and then you were like frozen like, like this on, the, <laughs> on my screen. It's like, okay, I think I lost it. I was just done. That was just yeah. me trying yeah. to fake it out. <laughs> You're like, if I hold really still, she's not going to know. <laughs> if, if I stay still, she can't see me. <laughs> well, um, I'm super psyched to have all this worked out so we can actually have a, uh, a, a chat about this. So um, so tell me, um, tell me where you are... Uh, where you're calling from or where, where, where you live, uh, what area you, you are in. And um, tell me about I your am, cosplay um, name too. Yeah. I want to, want to know a little bit more about that. Oh yeah. I am a Midwest-based cosplayer. I am actually in Iowa. So right in the center of the state. Yeah. So right on. <laughs> and yeah. And my cosplay name is um, Bodoni Cosplay. And it came from that because I really love typography and Bodoni is my favorite typeface. So <laughs> that so that's cool. how that came into. <laughs> that is awesome. Also, now I know how to properly pronounce that word. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's really fun hearing all the different iterations, but I also have a weird last name, so I'm really used to it. You just hear something remotely like, oh, I have those letters. Yes, are you talking to me? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people pronounce my last name strangely too sometimes but um, I guess that's that is just the way that it is um, well I wanted to chat with you about the cricket because you've done some really extraordinary things with your machine um, and before we jump into your projects um, mm -hmm. I would love to know how long you've been using a cricket and mm -hmm. where did you like what what made your decision to get one and to start using one I've only had a cricket for myself for about a year now, but I've been working with one for, I can't even tell you how long, because uh, my mom's had one for many, many years. She had one of the original ones where they had the cartridges, mm -hmm. where if you want a different typeface or different graphics, you actually had to get a cartridge and swap them out in your machine. And oh, wow. I remember her just showing me it's all these different projects um, she was doing and if she ever needed tech help or if she needed a second hand. So I've been helping her out with that. And when she got the, when that one became obsolete, because it just, you get to a point where they don't update the technology mm -hmm. anymore, uh, the kids all pitched in, got her a new maker because she loved it so much. And I, it's a powerhouse compared to that first one. Yeah. And there's so much you can do with it. And so I was the one really doing the research, yeah. helping her out which accessories she wanted for her projects. And then also like, oh, this, 
this looks interesting, so I'm going to get this for myself. Well, yeah, and, you can't um, deny you were using your mom as a guinea yeah. pig. Oh, yeah, yes, totally. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her heart. She was willing to share her toys with me. So I actually, for about 10 months there, would make the two-hour drive because I visit my folks quite frequently. Uh-huh. And she, we would do a project or I'd help her out or teach her something, and then she would let me use it oh, for the God. weekend. That is... So, yeah, after 10 months, I, I realized, okay, this would be a worthwhile investment. This would be worth my money. And they came out with a purple one, so <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> You're like, well, that kind of seals the deal for me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, they, they caught on finally. That's awesome. <laughs> so have you used um, just the Maker and that, and that very first one, or have you used other models? I have used a little bit of the Explorer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it wasn't mine, personally. I had another friend who had one Mm -hmm. that was a little bit closer than two hours. Mm -hmm. And so we experimented a bit with that and made a lot of stencils and different projects with that. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that I started with, uh, the Explorer Air 2. And then um, Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. And then I saw all the new stuff that you could do with the Maker. um, And I splurged and got myself one. And I'm really glad that I did because it's changed my workflow significantly. Yes. I'm sure it has done the same if you, for you. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's actually when we were doing the research, we were trying to figure out, okay, should we get her the Explorer? Or would we, she really like the maker and uh, all the different features that we were doing. It's like, well, all just the possibilities and what she could potentially be doing and what might garner her interest later yeah. on. We realized, okay, the maker would be worthwhile for yeah, her and absolutely for me to play on. <laughs> well, if you could, if you wouldn't mind, um, because I'm realizing that we're, here we are talking about this machine, and I haven't actually mm-hmm. described what it is. Can you, can you give us kind of a quick rundown of what is this thing that we're talking about? Why are we so crazy about it? Um, it is like a home printer. Like I guess the technical term, it's a, a vinyl cutter, I uh-huh. think is the technical term. But it's really nice because you can put a large variety of different materials through it from uh, paper to stencils to leather to cloth fabrics a big one and you can cut draw uh, score all these different materials with crazy level precision Mm -hmm. and uh, in a a good decent amount of size too Uh, the largest it can be is about 11 and a half by 12 um 23 and a mm-hmm. half. I always forget to take the half inch off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Me too. <laughs> it's important. And I'm sure I'm missing like a large variety of different things you could do, but it's, it's really awesome because it's really cool to see the different sects of the, uh, the crafters do what they do with it mm-hmm. because it's things that even though we've been working on this for months and for years, it's still, you see something pop up. You're like, I never would have thought of making that. Oh, totally. So it's very inspiring. And I love that uh, people seem to be so willing to be like, yeah, I made this with a Cricut. It's it's this machine that doesn't cost you know thousands of dollars, and it sits on your mm-hmm. desk, and you can shove it away when you're not using it. It's not a laser yeah. cutter, and uh, you don't need to use any kind of eye protective gear when you're using it, and all sorts of pros, Pro, pros and yes. cons. I mean, it's not like the most perfect machine out there. There are some things that I wish that they hopefully they'll be working on uh, for future yes. future versions. Um, but uh, yeah, so you mentioned a whole lot of materials that you can use. Um, what have you used for your projects? And I know we've I, I, there's a few projects that, of yours in mind that I want to talk about and get into a little bit more thoroughly. But if you could tell me kind of the range of things that you have experience with. I have a fun little, it, if I have it, I kind of like to put it through just to see if it can. So I, I have done the usual, which is the, the vinyl, the paper, the cardstock. Um, I've also put through freezer, freezer paper through um, the acetate, which is like a very thin plastic material you can use for a large variety mm-hmm. of things. Uh, the fabric, 100% cotton, mostly uh, linen. The, um, the high density foam along with craft foam, but those you have to keep uh, the, the two millimeter height is kind of the max I usually go for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, leather. Uh, I'm looking at my, my list of examples, trying to see what I've forgotten. I have put, um, oh gosh, what's it called? I'm looking right at it. (laughs) (laughs) While you're looking, I'm going to turn one more light on that I forgot to turn on. (laughs) This podcast is a work in progress. Oh, I also, um, there's cell fusion. It's a a very thicker interface. What is it? Uh, Oh, uh, do you fusion. remember the podcast with Jedi Mando? Yes. The, the Sophie yes. uh, super structure okay. phone? Yep. 
and I'm actually sure I'm botching that name. I'm probably combining. It's Superstructure Foam by So Much Cosplay. Okay. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm looking up what this last name. I'm looking right at it, and I don't know what it's called. And it's at this point, it's frustrating me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Can you can you use hand gestures? Oh, acrylic. There we acrylic. Go. Okay. Acrylic. So uh, yeah. engraving, acrylic. Yes. yes. Um, okay. And even making stencils and stuff for yeah. it too. Yeah. And yeah. Well, let's. I know that um, the folks that are listening are probably hoping to hear about how you have used some of these materials for some of your projects. So. Um, I know one of my favorite projects of yours is, of course, this wasp that you are working on. Um, can you tell me about something that you have used uh, to to make that costume using the Cricut? And I know that you uh, you tend to experiment and try to dial in your settings and your process a lot. So if you could talk a little bit about yeah. that too. Yeah. Um I've, I have used a large variety of different materials, but probably what I'm most excited about and very, very happy I can use is the leather yes. and how uh, the, the finesse that I can cut the leather and really get that pattern down. And what kind and, of leather? Because I know there's a, a bunch of different kinds of leather. Like yes. what? I don't really know much I'm, about leather. If you could tell me what you use. Uh, the, there's, it's tooling leather, okay. so it's the brown that it's untreated okay. and you can pretty much do whatever you want with it. And I use four ounce. Okay. Thank you. I know that's a thing. I don't know what that means. I don't use leather. It's Here the, go. <laughs> the it's the thickness of it. Yeah. And so I actually have uh, this little tool oh, here. Okay. You can slide your leather in and see what the ounces oh. are. Oh. So it's just the thickness of the leather. Oh my gosh. That's that's awesome. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you. I just learned something new. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So walk me through the the process. What did you wind up? Um, what did you try? And what did you wind up doing for your project? Uh. Well, I knew I really wanted the, because her pattern has the hexagons, and then it has these gold diamonds mm -hmm. that go through, and I really did want to replicate that, and so the easiest way to be was like, okay, well, if I could just figure out a way to cut out all these hexagons. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they're small. They're really small. They are yeah. incredibly small, because you hole-punched them, not hole-punched them, you stamped them, right? In your foam? Uh, I did a couple of different things. I um, okay. I did use the... I used two millimeter EVA foam that I cut out with a knife blade, and then I also, um, and then I also did do some hand punching of uh, thicker vinyl, because I couldn't yeah. get my Cricut to cut through the vinyl because it was stretch vinyl, and that does not play nicely oh, with, yeah. with with a blade or even a rotary blade because it's not enough, though because they're so small. So I had to hand punch yeah. them. Yeah, I tried. Ooh. Cause so I, I did uh, first start that with your tutorials. Like, okay, she's doing this. And I started that and you were a lot more precise than I was <laughs> at hand. <laughs> so, well, you want to know how I did that? I mean, you probably already know. Yeah. I, um, I printed out a piece of paper, like a st on a sticker and I, s yeah. with, with my hexagons printed on it. And then I used that as a guide. So that's all I did. Oh, I just okay. yeah, yeah. used that as a, you know, oh, okay. Well that I just move it over and match up all the lines and then punch and then that worked. It's very, very low tech what I did, <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Yeah, it works so that's exactly. The yeah. part. <laughs> uh, so I kind of just as a, I threw a piece of leather in there. I was like, okay, we're just going to see if it even cuts the mm -hmm. leather. And it did it. I actually have my, my first leather test ever. I did a backward shape of Iowa. Cause this is how you can see it's the first one was I forgot to, oh. to switch it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Let's see if I can, uh, there we go. Wow. I also use it as my testing my paints because I reuse everything. Yeah. Um, so did you use the knife blade? It looks really precise. Yes. That's why I was wondering. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Precision with the knife blade. It does need several passes. Mm -hmm. I think it's at for the four ounce, you're at six passes oh, okay. and you really do need all six. Yeah. I've never had to take it out early. Okay. Yeah. And you're using the setting that it already has the pre-programmed setting. Okay. Yep. Okay. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. And then I then took it through the hexagon pattern, which doo, 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 doo. here's one that worked. So you can just see how tiny that pattern oh, can wow. really get. Yeah, that is super small. Um, and so how long does something like that take to cut? Uh, that one, I think, took, you know, I don't know that one specifically, but I can tell you that this guy here 
took about three hours. Yeah. Wow. And that's leather. We're still talking that's about leather. leather. Yeah. Okay. And you, yeah. And you can see just how, uh, what I really like about leather is you can see the holes and just how little of the leather is left. Yeah. And it's still like, it keeps its shape. It's not flimsy at all. And since it's tooling leather and it hasn't been treated, if I soak this and then shape it and then let it dry, it will keep whatever shape I put it in. Oh, that's amazing. And then how did the, um, and I'm just curious, because this is something that I ran mm -hmm. into with oh. mine. Um, so this one is shaped. Did it keep the overall hexagonal shape of the holes once you stretched it? Because that was something I was having a hard time with. Uh, yeah, for the most part, because I'm not really stretching yeah. it. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if I took it and I really like was trying to force it into a shape that it wasn't really made for, yeah. then it probably would stretch more. But for the most part, yeah, there's proportions are correct. Um, it's not widening or shrinking it at all. Yeah, wow, that's very cool. Well, awesome. Um, well, how? what else have you used for that project? I did several tests for this because the, the way that I finally settled on was uh, my favorite one was I would cut it, paint the leather, and then make a stencil with the gold diamonds. Leading up to that, I had, and even this stencil here, I made with the Cricut as well. That's a bunch of diamonds that I'm then weeding out. Which is so brilliant. When I saw you doing that, uh, or when you sent me those pictures, it was like, oh my God, that is... That is so, so <laughs> brilliant because that suit is, um, if you like really zoom in, you can see that it's probably been 3D printed or something because it has a little yeah. bit of a, it's not only cut all the way through, but there is a dimension. And so you are replicating yes. that with an additional pattern that you overlaid on top of the cutout, also using the Cricut, yeah. which I, I just thought that was brilliant. I was, I was like bowing, bowing to your genius. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So smart. Thank you. <laughs> and I think that's what I, I love. Um, I'm going to like sidebar for a second. But I love a, a, the thing about yeah. this Cricut is that there's no te there's no rule book for the Cricut. Like you are truly yeah. just trying to use it as a tool to help you figure out problems that you might be running into with production. Um, and mm -hmm. it's really I mean, I just I just love it, especially when you have those moments where you're like, oh, what if I did it this way? And then it works out. Yeah. It's just the best. And it works perfectly for cosplayers because that's our jam. You can have three cosplayers tackle the same project and they're all going to come up with vastly right. different ways of doing it. Even if it looks similar in the end, mm -hmm. it's just the way they tackle their problems. It's, there's, no, there's no straight road to right. it. It's, everyone has their side curves and their preferences and their strengths and what they want to learn out of the project. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how sharp um, their blades are. Yes. Yes. Very important. <laughs> uh, but yeah, leading up to my final one, I did so many tests. Like I even was taking, um, cause I, I knew the part of the problem was I had to somehow get the diamonds on and shaping it had to be last because there was no way I was going to get any of the details on curved or, um, angled pieces of leather. Right. So I was cutting, um, this is, the heat transfer vinyl. You had to weed all of leather. that, didn't you? I did. Oh. It's, it's been a lot of weeding. My wow. social feeds were just me just weeding stuff for weeks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, this stuff goes, and here's one where it's unpainted. So this is me like first saying, okay, will it go on the leather? Will it go on painted leather? Will, will the leather then shape? And I'm even having it on the curves there, if you can see. I'm sorry, my light is off. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Oh, wow. So you yeah. had to, you weeded them individually and then you stuck them on mm -hmm. the individual ones. You stuck yeah. them on. Oh my God. That's, yeah. Cause you can use the, uh, even, the transfer paper. That's even, that's even more insane. <laughs> wow. And let me see here. Like even just the, the leading up to what the size of the hexagons and the diamonds were, I had so many of these square patterns that I was using just to get. Oh yeah what my ratio was going to be. That's just so cool. It looks so, three-dimensional from, from where I'm sitting. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it really tricks the eye. It's so much fun. But yeah, that's just cardstock and the, um, I think the gold vinyl. Oh. So it, it works great for tests and it works great for your final projects. Like everything, if you just want to test a pattern. Yeah. 
you can throw it through and see what your ratios are. So did you wind up painting that and the, the, the gold part on, on top of the leather? I did, yeah. yeah. What worked best for me was uh, painting all the leather and then uh, putting the stencil down and painting the gold mm -hmm. and then um, after sealing it, shaping it. Yeah, Ugh. it's just awesome. It's so beautiful. And I'm gonna be throwing up um, pictures of this. Listeners, if you are just listening and not watching, if you are interested in seeing these tiny little details that she's talking about, um, it's worth it to hop on over to watch this episode and um, see all the samples that she's throwing up. And um, I'm going to be overlaying a bunch of pictures that she has sent me as well. So, because uh, I really think it's it's better to just see. It's it's hard to vis mentally visualize everything that we're talking about. But and yeah. listen to us attempt to describe right, exactly. it. Right, exactly. Yeah, part. it's uh, <laughs> tiny. The tiny little points and everything's very exact yeah. and. Yeah. It's, it's the pointy blade, you know, the one with the, the, the sharp, yeah, the yeah. angle. <laughs> so when you were cutting leather, um, let's, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here, but uh, one of the most frequently asked questions that I get is, especially with EVA foam, um, but with, and I don't use leather, so I might get this question for leather if I used it for leather, but how often do you change your blades? Ooh, okay. Um, a big thing for me is because I, I use my Cricut in large spurts and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I know I'm doing a project, I'll do a quick test mm -hmm. at much smaller scale than my usual yeah. test that you're looking over here. It's just uh, cut an object out and I check the edges mm -hmm. because the blade is not gonna go dull from the start of a project to an end of a project on a single mat. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I went through eight 12 by 24 sheets of foam before I sw swapped out that blade. And that was, um, it wasn't even like super jaggy it was just getting slightly jaggy yeah. i just knew i was doing very large details so i swapped that one out and the knife blade i think i've gone 60 hours straight before and this is the okay. six passes in the, the hexagons right before i yeah 60 hours straight yeah that's amazing oh my god yeah <laughs> i don't think about the longest cut that i've done it's probably like eight hours Wow, you get the I gold star. I was baby cricket maker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's. I didn't know what I was doing. It's important to try. I mean, you. you it, it is. It's like pushing the boundaries of the equipment that you have, and with a cricket, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's not like you're gonna cut your finger off unless you stick your finger in there. And then blades actually yeah. hard to do that because of the way that it's designed. Um, don't do that, <laughs> listeners. Just yeah, don't no. don't do that. Um, well, awesome. So. Um, Another thing, and I think we already talked about this, but um, you have also etched acrylic. And I think, was that another yes. thing that you did with um, this wasp project? Yeah, because uh, I, I do intend, uh, my wings are cut, I have to work on them. But I was trying to figure out the best way to get the hexagon patterns mm -hmm. again yeah. on her wings, larger scale, thankfully. Yeah. And the first attempt was, um, first I made stencils. Oh, let's see if this is going to Yeah, that looks not. good. There we go. Yeah, I can see it. And there's two different types of paint. This is just me going over it with finish. This is the clear finish, the top row, and this is the matte finish. And that's just me throwing a stencil in there, throwing it on, spray painting it. Oh, okay. And then okay. unweeding everything. And then I came through and I took the engraving um, tool with it. And that just came out so clean. Yeah. Let's see if I can get my face out of there. That looks great. Yeah, that's a similar process that I used for, for my wings. There is a, an engraving tool now that the maker has that you can use. I believe that it comes on the new accessories that you can like pop the little tips on and off. Um, yes. But I haven't actually, I don't have that system yet. I still have my separate knife blades and all the blades are all separate. I haven't succumbed to I do recommend that. that. Yeah. Uh, that is a temptation worth it. Yeah. I will okay. Say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, I'm definitely adding that to my list. I just keep forgetting because I don't have a project right now that I need the cricket for. Yeah. Um, and they tend to be kind of expensive. <laughs> but well, that's the really nice thing I like about the tip is because I think the majority of the price is in the housing unit. Oh, okay. And so the the tip itself brings the price down. Oh, good. All right. We'll have to check that out. So, did you use that new system to um, engrave? Yes. Yeah, uh, the engraving tool, that specific tip was how I got the acrylic on this guy. Oh, amazing. Okay. And I also then took that through the leather as well, along with a couple of the other tools there. So. Oh, there it is. It focused for me. 
oh, cool, okay. So you could get like a lot of little detail on Yeah, on and actually it. I was kind of playing with that um, because originally I was planning on going through with the knife tool mm -hmm. because what's really cool with leather is you can also, um, if you knife your pattern in there, you can then bring your stamps in. You're not actually cutting it, but you are uh, just, you're drawing almost, but with blades. Yeah. And then you go in with your stamps and get your really cool textures. And the knife works really nice, but I always felt like it was just going a little bit too deep. Yeah. And so the engraving tool gets that just that quick pass of just a general, this is where it's supposed to be. And then your stamps can go through mm -hmm. and cover up the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, um, those housing units also come with a deboss and a score, which it's me. So I, of course, I put it through. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. My leather as well. Oh, that looks amazing. I feel a little, a little bit self-serving because I'm forgetting that we're recording a podcast and I'm just asking you <laughs> all the questions that I want to ask you about the cricket now that I've got your undivided attention. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. So um, <laughs> it's dual purpose. Yeah. Um, and really who knows better what to ask than you? Cause you know so much on your end. So as an experienced user. <laughs> no, I, and I think that um, the thing that I forget sometimes is that it's, you know, to a, a someone who hasn't had all of this experience, this machine can seem pretty daunting. It can seem like it's a mm -hmm. whole new set of um, things to learn. And it's not only is it a tool that you use, but you have to plug it into your computer and then you have to use design space. Um, yeah. And actually that brings up a question that I was gonna ask you. Um, yeah. What would you, what would you say to someone who is at that point and they're thinking about looking at getting one of these machines, um, what would you tell them in order to help help them figure out what machine to get and then also how to tackle some of the more daunting parts of owning one of these things and using one? I know this two-part question. Uh, well, <laughs> let's see if I can get both yeah. of them. Uh, what I really recommend for anything where, because um, I'm usually very hesitant towards getting any new equipment, is really make a list of what, what specific projects in mind that you want to use it for, what specific things you think would really help mm -hmm. or what you want to mm -hmm. learn. Because it, it's very large, wide pool of what you can do with it, but really have a purpose in mind. And then just Google and YouTube and look up as many tutorials that you can, ask questions, find other people who have them. Mm -hmm. And if you can, there's a lot of opportunities out there if you're very fortunate to if you already have friends or family members that have one, or if your local library has a machine, mm -hmm. or even if your local makerspace mm -hmm. has one, either see if you can borrow it or have them walk you through how to use it. And if you can experiment with it for a few weeks to see if you like it, and um, or if that, because it's a different line of thinking and a different line of work. Mm -hmm. And so if you like that process and you like the streamlined version of it and you like doing the additional types of work that comes with this type of machinery, then by all means, then it's completely worth your investment. But there may be hangups somewhere along the lines, like maybe you don't realize how much the weeding takes as you're watching these tutorials, or maybe you're just not comfortable with design software or anything of that sort. Mm -hmm. So if you just have that chance of either getting to use it before purchasing or really getting to watch unedited videos of someone sitting down and doing a project from start to finish and not taking out the boring bits. Right. That's really what I recommend. Yeah, that's really, that's really good advice, especially the, um, the weeding, because I think that if yes. there's one thing that I wish that I could do a little bit better or faster, I wouldn't have to do at all. So like weeding is sort of like akin to sanding. Um, mm -hmm. It's like the thing that you have to do, you cannot avoid it. You have to weed. And so Weeding, listeners um, and watchers, weeding is what is called what is called when you are removing the material from the piece that you have cut out. Like, let's say you're talking about like a adhesive vinyl sticker, um, and so you want part of that um, to stay in place, like a complicated design. You're going to use a transfer sheet, um, which is just a clear sticker. You're going to put on top of that, but before, and then you're going to lift that whole thing up, and then you're going to transfer that whole design in place with a sticky side down, you're gonna transfer all of that over to your material and you're gonna plop it down and you're just gonna stick it to your, whatever you're using it for. But you have to remove mm -hmm. all that material in between. And sometimes that can take an incredibly long time depending on what it is you have done mm -hmm. to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in talking about that and things that you have done mm -hmm. to yourself, um, what kinds of tips can you offer people who have, might be using the machine 
and familiar with it that um, can mm -hmm. help their workflow and things to things to avoid. I know you use Illustrator for your projects a lot. Um, do you have any tips that you can share? Uh, if you're using Illustrator or another uh, a heavier horse uh, design program and then uploading your SVGs to uh, the design house, what would really help the upload process and even the cutting and the printing process is you really want to save your designs as a compound path or get rid of as many extra vector points as you can because uh, going a little bit technical, what makes a, a vector or an SVG is the itty bitty dots mm -hmm. and that's how it helps scales. And if so, if you have too many of those, it really starts increasing your file size. Oh. But if you compound and even compound pathing your design and grouping stuff will help you as you upload things into the design mm -hmm. space. Sometimes you get weird breaks or things that were solid suddenly aren't solid anymore. Yeah. It's probably because something in the compound pathing isn't grouped together. Oh, that's a really good tip. So I, cause I know that that's something that a lot of people kind of struggle with. Everything looks fine. Mm -hmm. And then they pull it into design space and then all of a sudden there's a big black, you know, like their, their edges aren't there anymore or their, yeah. their cutout part isn't, isn't quite there anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, great. Well, that's a really good, that's a really good tip. Um, let's see what else did I want to ask you? Um, Otherwise, if you are looking for miscellaneous tips, uh, I highly, highly recommend make sure to remove your mat before you hit the finish button. Otherwise, you will get a mat on the floor <laughs> with either carpet or dog hair. And I cannot tell you how many times I have done that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I've done that, too. Uh, like <laughs> launching your 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 mat um, across the floor. Um, mm -hmm. Well, here's a question for you, and this again is a self-serving yeah. question. Um, how 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 do you keep your mats clean? You know, especially after you use something like fabric, or something that might mm -hmm. leave a residue behind. Like EVA foam doesn't quite, but um, all sorts of other things do. What do you do? What's your process? Um, I actually stole a tip from you, oh. and it's my favorite <laughs> tip ever. <laughs> I actually use my green mat for almost exclusively now, hmm. and it, with the exception of the lighter material, yeah. so paper, uh, cardstock, and fabric. But for anything foam and leather, which is where I work the majority of time, is I will take a piece of the Cricut Premium Vinyl and put it down upside down, take off the sticker pad, and then put my material on there. And so that way the mat stays clean, and uh, you can actually reuse the vinyl for several passes. Mm -hmm. I think I used a single piece of vinyl for eight sheets of foam. Oh my gosh. And just kept going until the project was done. Oh, and then, that's amazing. That's... So that's, that's I, I recommend that to anybody who's looking at foam or leather because I have done leather on the just leather and you have to put the flesh side down okay. in order to cut through it, especially for tooling. But the flesh is, it's very hairy mm -hmm. and it's, it's got a lot of stuff that's going to get pulled off of the sticker. And I spent so long cleaning that. <laughs> it was a lot of scraping and luckily it still had the residue. Otherwise you'd have to go through the whole process of actually washing your mat and letting it dry. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and for the, the lighter ones, like the fabric one, you have to be very, very careful not to touch it with your fingers. So if you have any extra tools to help peel things off, uh, so, um, like tweezers, mm -hmm. I really recommend using those mm -hmm. and getting rid of as much of the extra bits as you mm -hmm. can, because you can't scrape the fabric mm. mats. Those ones, once they get gunky enough, you do then have to go, um, either use like a, a baby wipe or you have to go wash it yeah. and then let it dry and see if it'll get its stickiness back. Yeah. I, um, so I have to back up just a little bit and say that I was not planning <laughs> on you saying that you, your tip is uh, something that I, t I told you how to do. <laughs> Um, and I had, I, I, I do, I use that as well, that process as well. Um, but I've also been using blue painter's tape on the backs of my foam, yes. which, oh, on the back. yeah, right on the back. So, um, instead of using the, the, the adhesive vinyl and putting that upside down on top mm -hmm. of, the, of the mat, I put the vinyl or I put the paint on the back of the foam and I put the paint, the, the tape part up against the mat. And that seems to, I think I like that process a little bit better. It's also a little cheaper. Um, just to, just to help, um, it is kind of a pain to peel off if you've cut all the way through. I think maybe the vinyl might have a little bit more, um, might be a little bit easier to keep together if you've got like a complicated design, but it still, it still does work really well. 
But on the flip side, if you have a very complicated design, um, for the first few times you use the vinyl, and I, when I was using the two millimeter foam making the chain mail, mm -hmm. I was having to take a scraper and being so super careful to try and remove it from the vinyl just because the stickiness is really good. Yeah. It's trying to get those. Um, it works better after a few passes. Yeah. So if you want to just stick some um, foam on there and then take it off, right. oh, to, that's certainly to, an option. To decrease the stick but, a little uh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. But otherwise, if you're doing... Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if you use a really uh, a high definition foam, like HD foam, mm -hmm. um, or anything of that sort, and you stick it on the premium vinyl, mm -hmm. I was very, very fortunate. I'm kind of aggressive sometimes with some things, but if you really use the high density stuff, then that really helps the fighting the stickiness because mm -hmm. I only broke a couple pieces <laughs> as opposed to breaking so many craft foam pieces when I was doing it that way. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Can you tell me about like a, a, a cricket horror story? Let's hear it. Let's okay. hear it. So remember that 60 hour print <laughs> oh, yeah. I was telling yeah. you about? That came uh, out just so fine, I, right? It was, it was totally okay. It, it totally did. Yeah. It was completely useful. <laughs> no, it, it was not. Um, all of my tests prior to that one had been smaller scale. Cause of course, if you, if your small scale succeeds, that means you can jump right into your big scale. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I did my, my test Iowa print on a piece of, um, really processed leather that you can pick up from the craft stores. And so the, the back flesh side had already been like shaved down and treated mm -hmm. and was really clean. And Cricut's official instructions are to put the flesh side on the mat directly because it's easier to, uh, or no, the, sorry, let me reverse that, to put the grain side on the mat because the flesh side will leave a mess. Mm -hmm. And if it's processed, then it will cut cleanly. Well, if you're using tooling leather, they neglect to mention mention that the flesh side is a lot tougher than the grain side. Oh. And so I put the grain side on the sticky mat because I didn't want to ruin my mom's nice purple mats. And I did a 12 by 24 with the itty bitty tiny honeycomb cut. And it was going to take 60 hours oh, no. to get 12 by 24 of that. And I left to go to a convention. So I was not there to babysit it. Oh, no. And... Yeah, I, I came back on a Sunday and I think I actually still have examples of that. You can see the back side <laughs> of it and it just, it barely punched through. Like oh. technically the leather was still completely usable because it just did nothing, nothing to oh, it. Oh yeah. my gosh. But I'm sure your blade was like, kill me. Oh, the blade was a goner. Oh. Yeah. I had to replace that. <laughs> yeah. So I then, um, so I had one more night where I could use the cricket. So that was when I was just stuck the flesh side directly down was just accepting the fact that I've I ruined a mat I was gonna have to buy my mom a new one and stuck it through and that worked and so that's where I learned that it was really important for the unprocessed tooling leather to have the grain side up okay flesh side down grain side up yeah if it's okay. hairy and gross you don't want the blade to touch it okay that's a good tagline <laughs> That's a good way to remember it. If it's hairy and gross, you don't want the blade to touch it. Yeah. Oh, because it'll awesome. be a much cleaner cut and it'll be easier to cut through. Because I also don't know um, if uh, you use hole punches or stamps, you can't punch through the flesh side as easily as you can the oh, grain side. Oh, interesting. Which is where that, that last hallelujah moment of how do I yeah. get a working test out of this before yeah. I leave town was, well, huh. treat it like I would with stamping. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Well, um, what are the what are the other what are some questions that you get frequently from your friends and and your mom um, <laughs> about about using the the Cricut besides how often do you change your blades? <laughs> that's a that's a pretty common one because it's also a really good one as you're looking into whether you want to buy it because that's a good how much is this going to cost to yeah. maintain. But the biggest questions I get is um, if they're using an outside design program, how to decrease the load times, which is compound path, compound path, or decrease your, your vector dots. And um, a slice and welding, if you're using the design program, is incredibly useful. You can get, that's uh, where you can put two different objects on top of each mm -hmm. other. And if you weld, it will then, so if you have a square and you have, actually let me, you have a square and a circle. And if you put them like overlapping and you weld, suddenly this is your new mm -hmm. shape. And if you slice, if you put them on top of each other, it will cut the circle out of the square. So that's how you get the letters or the words mm -hmm. that are plain, but they're in the box. Yeah. And the, more so for 
my mom or other people who like to do the cricket for the more traditional, like really awesome t-shirts or signs sure. is where do you get your, your fonts, your typefaces. Oh, yeah. And I really recommend if you want typography of any sort, uh, Defont, D-A-F-O-N-T.com or Google fonts. And what I really like about those is you can search for personal you, oh, not personal. You want, um, the, the commercial free ones, uh, really look at the licenses so that way, no matter what you use, the, the fonts for, yeah. uh, because personal use is very, very strict on this can only be stuff for you, right. like a one-time project. And the commercial free ones are, you, you'd have to read the license, but it's usually pretty good with, uh, you can use this for any project, which is why I almost always exclusively recommend Google fonts because anything they recommend there is free. You free can use. You're safe to use for your different stuff. Oh, yeah. that's really interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to Go check that out. That's if you ever want to talk great. like font legal stuff, I'm here on that too. <laughs> uh, definitely. No, that was really, um, really important to remember as well that sometimes, especially with the Cricut design space, um, if mm -hmm. you are, if you are a shop and you are thinking about using the, the Cricut design space elements and things like that for items that you're going to sell, you have to be very, very careful and oh, yeah. pay attention to their verbiage and their, their guidelines and their, the things that they, that you can and can do, cannot do specifically regarding Disney things and other oh, yeah. I, IP related things. You, they have verbiage in there that you, you cannot sell products. Like you can't sell a t-shirt with Mickey Mouse on it that you cut out on your Cricut that you, and you got that, mm -hmm. you got that graphic from, you can't do that. So be careful Yeah. if you are yes. in this for the business. Um, yeah. Something to watch out for. And also a little known like a fact that it's a, usually a little bit more associated with the mouse with Disney, yeah. but uh, yeah, typography and fonts. I don't know if people know this, but they're copyrighted. They have licenses, like somebody, an artist actually created and designed them. And so depending on which font it is, it might be very restricted on um, how much a license is and how many times you can use that license. Yeah. Oh, all interesting stuff. Legal tangent. Yeah, have to pick your brain. We'll have to do another podcast yeah. episode, like legal, legal hour with Amber, answering all your questions. Um, well, great. I, I know I have like a bazillion more questions that I could possibly mm -hmm. answer, uh, not answer ask <laughs> that you could answer um we'll just switch this i'll start asking questions and you can answer yeah perfect perfect um but uh i think that we are i think we're about up for time unfortunately but we can always we can always come back i mean there's always something to talk about with the cricket especially since they seem oh, to yeah. be adding more and more things so we'll have to revisit mm -hmm. this again um and we didn't even really get to talk about cartridges which i haven't used and the ink cartridges you have tried out with leather, right? The Cricut die. Yes. Yeah, the Cricut die. That's what I mean. Yeah. The cartridges. Oh, yeah. You, it's actually, I've used it on foam and I've used it on leather. Like, yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Maybe tell me a little bit about it. <laughs> okay. Because I totally have an example right here. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so here is the Cricut die. And so that, the blue it, is it, the die part. Yeah. The okay. blue is the die. The gray is the foam. Um, and, oh. uh, yeah, so the, the dye works, it's a, a sheet of paper that you then, um, heat up. So with an iron or with your Cricut press mm -hmm. and the dye will transfer onto your object. And it, it, like I did this months ago, it's not going anywhere. And it was really nice is cause it's, it's not like the, um, the, it's not like paint or heat transfer. So it's not something sticking on top of it. It's literally dyed into there. And so, so it's a heat transfer in a way, but it's your, it's like with dye, it's not a layer yes. that mm -hmm. can come off like a regular heat transfer yes. vinyl kind of a thing. You okay. are actually changing the color of the foam or the oh, leather. Oh, interesting. So, um, so I'm guessing that that sample that you just showed me was HD foam. Yes. The, the gray. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, it, which since I didn't use a white that will change the final color. Uh huh. Uh, so you, you'll get like a lot of the examples that you see cricket using as their if the, whether it's a coaster or the shirt or the bag, all their examples are always white because white is the best transfer it for dye colors. That's how you get the really vibrant. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So the the blue. Do they have reg, um, standard colors? Like you can't. Can you do a custom color or 
or do they have a palette that you have to use choose from they, it's a very specific palette. Okay. I don't think they have anything of the custom stuff yet. Okay. Uh, they do have actual patterns. Like they have a carbon fiber pattern. They have like some tie dye stuff. Ooh, um, carbon fiber pattern. Yeah. Have you tried that yeah. before? I have not yet, Ooh, but I okay. bought it and I'm totally going to test that. That's on my list of things to feed through my machine. Cause I saw that and I was like, I can't resist. I need that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But they, there's also could... pens. <laughs> oh, there's pens. Okay. Oh, you mean yes. like the regular, like the, the writing pens or the dye, like a dye pen? The dye are in a pen. So it, oh. it then similar to like the pen is doing, it will write the stuff out. But since it's a dye, um, I haven't used those ones yet, but I believe you just then you run it through the machine and then you heat it up mm -hmm. and then the dye will transfer. <gasps> That's really amazing. Possibilities. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like really like filing that away into my brain permanently mm -hmm. into my projects uh, folder inside my head um, for some product. Yeah, you could get like really, um, really intricate details. Is there a, um, how many colors are there? Do you know? Oh, I have no idea. No, not top of my head. Like, cause I, I usually just grab a couple examples as I'm playing with stuff just to see okay. if they work. But there's okay. like a, there's a black, there's a blue, um, there's a red. Uh, so some basic colors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to find like the color that will match your wig kind of a color <laughs> no unfortunately not unless you're just really really lucky i yeah. do believe they've come out with more colors mm -hmm. since i've grabbed them mm -hmm. i could be wrong because i kind of as they were coming out just kind of grabbed them to try yeah. them awesome mm -hmm. well that's cool i i actually didn't know um very much about those yet so that's really interesting i'm gonna have to yeah at least check out those pens i mean i know that like yeah. i'll have i'll get it and then I'll, it'll sit in my shop for a few months and i won't use it <laughs> Which, you know, I had my, when I got my Cricut, I didn't know what to do with it. And so it sat in a box for, well, I took it out of the box, but I didn't use it for months. And then when oh, I found wow. well, I was, all, I was a little bit afraid of it. I was like, how do I, yeah. what do I do with this? What if I mess it up? Like, it's so expensive. Why do, ugh, I don't want to ruin it. I'm going to break it. And yeah. I don't have time to learn this. And when, when I started um, using it, it, I was like, especially for like cutting two millimeter foam out, I was just oh. like, okay, that took, yeah. that would have taken me like the lady Sif shield, which you've made. Oh yeah. And, and your, your chain mail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you That's can cut through, you can yeah. cut, um, a tw 12, I'm going to say 12 by 24, but it's really 11 yeah. and a half by 23 and a half. Um, yeah. cause you have to keep it a little bit smaller so it'll fit through the wheels and yeah. not make you sad when it gets all bunched up and stuck in your machine. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can cut a whole sheet of chain mail in like, what, like just a few minutes, like maybe 15 minutes, yeah. maybe. I mean, yeah. it kind of depends on um, what you're using for your settings. And I did the math actually. I wish I saved the numbers. Of course you did the math. Yeah, it, <laughs> I did the math. Well, that's really important as you're doing a project, yes. especially with the Cricut yep. Maker is yep. how time efficient it is. And you need to know how long something's cutting so then you can go play video games right. or do something else yeah. and paint. <laughs> exactly. Or you can like go check. Um, yes. Well, perfect. Yeah. So listeners, mm -hmm. please go find um, Bodoni Cosplay on all the socials. Um, you're on Facebook, Instagram, and you're also on Twitter? No, no. just Facebook. and Oh, no, no. I am on Twitter. Okay. I forget <laughs> I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like I've seen you, or at least maybe I've, I've stalked you on Twitter before. Maybe. Yeah. It was a very short stalking, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, usually at this point, I, I would ask um, the person that I'm talking to, my, my guest, um, what convention you're going to next, but I, we're kind of in a, a unique timeline yeah. in our human history. Um, what are the conventions that you, that you usually attend? Like the, if, you if, will... if life was normal, where would we see you? <laughs> <laughs> you will only always find me at c2e2 because that is the midwest con hub at least in my opinion and uh, i am a frequent attendee of new york comic con yes i am i have been going to dragon con i really enjoy that one uh had a blast at planet con so plan i'm going back to that one where is planet con and that is kansas city oh, okay mm -hmm. okay it's another midwest con i think i've seen you handling for Steve, Stephen at that con? Is that something that you've done I, there for him? 
Or you I, wrangle. I wasn't officially handing. I show up and harass. Okay, you're a harasser. Does that count? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's not one of my usual people I oh, okay. um, handle for. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, maybe I'm getting it mixed up with um, wrangling. <laughs> I, I have wrangled yes. Steve before, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> you're very good at organizing then. <laughs> Thank you. People and projects and... Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, taking the time again a week later for part two, um, which is, uh, has been a really fun uh, conversation. Thank you so much for talking to me at great lengths about your cricket and, um, and all that. And before we sign off, um, can you tell me what your favorite cricket accessory is? Because I mm -hmm. forgot to ask you that, but I wanted to ask you. All right, I have two. One's official, one's unofficial. Okay, I'll give you both. Uh, my favorite. Okay, <laughs> thank you. My favorite official one was a complete uh, whim purchase, and it is the stylus pen. Oh. So there's a there's a, the stylus like actual housing unit tool. This one goes in the pen slot, so I can actually have the um, so I can score and not score. Um, yeah, score. I can yeah. score and cut at the same time. Yes. And so anything I want to fold and anything I want to cut just in the same pass, which is... And by score, just... we're talking about not scoring with a knife blade into EVA foam or scoring like you would score traditionally with paper. Yeah. So like for pepper so like anything like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you do it in the foam, then you can oh. fold it easier. That's amazing. Okay. Awesome. And I these... love it. The unofficial one that I think goes really, really well with the Cricut Maker and the cosplayers uh, is templatemaker.nl. It's a website where you can go and they have a large variety of shapes that you can customize. Oh. And so if you want a box or a cone or a cylinder, you can say, I want it this long. I want it this wide. I went in and made a bunch of stars. And you can say how many points you want the star, how tall you want it to be, how wide you need it to be. And then I actually then, um, you, you can download it on a PDF or you can download it into an SVG, which you can then import directly into Illustrator or into the Cricut Design Space. And so I scaled these to get my sizing right. And that's then how I get my, I can then take that pattern to the foam, which then oh goes to the final. God, that's amazing. That is a really so great really tip. recommend. That's a really great tip. Yeah. I, I love all of these tips. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do like tip time again with uh, <laughs> with, <Yeah>. <laughs> with you um, in the cricket. Thank you. That was awesome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess that's it for this episode. And um, I hope to be doing more of these a little bit more regularly. Kind of took a little bit of a break. So thank you for um, launching this next set of um, of interviews with me, Amber. I really appreciate appreciate your time. Thank you for having me and letting me come back after the, the first fiasco. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you for coming back. Um, well, I'm Beverly, again, from Down in Creative Studios. And thanks for watching and listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.